0: Welcome to No Quarter, No Surrender. I'm your host, Eric Vernston. Thank you so much for tuning in on day three. For those of you that don't know, I am a soldier. I am a lawyer. And occasionally when people laugh at my jokes, a comedian. The reason I'm doing this is I feel like Republicans are down in the dumps. We constantly see the news media saying, concede, concede. We hear uh, the Biden transition team. And it just can be overwhelming. So I want to provide you some facts and maybe a few jokes here and there to keep your spirits up and to let you know there's no quarter and no surrender. We need to keep fighting. For the last five years, President Trump has been fighting for us. I came on the bandwagon a little bit after that. But for some of you, it's been literally since he started campaigning. He's taken on big tech, big pharma. He's the first one who's actually pointed out Where the fake news actually was the least we can do is fight back for him until he exhausts all of his legal remedies i think all of us find it a little bit suspicious that most of the quote-unquote statistical abnormalities which we'll talk about a little bit later happened in i don't know the big swing states and that's when you can tell that there's issues with the fake media because what do they say there's a widespread fraud that's not the accusation the accusation is targeted fraud Watch for little things like that. One of the reasons I like Republicans is they seem to question stuff. A lot of my liberal friends just follow along with whatever CNN's telling them. I like people that question things. Could we all be wrong in wearing tinfoil hats right now? Absolutely. But you know what? I say they're wrong. And until we are told that, there's no quarter and no surrender. Keep fighting. Now let's get to it. First off, there is, was a filing by the Trump campaign in Michigan that was told it wasn't sufficient enough. So you saw the news be like, Trump campaign can't file a lawsuit, gets rejected. That's not what happens. As a lawyer, one of the initial filings almost always has issues and there's ways to cure it. All the Trump campaign has to do, and they probably already did it, is add a couple documents and the lawsuits can continue. Not only are they suing for election fraud in Michigan, They're suing in Wisconsin, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and hopefully a few other states. I've heard rumors that Minneapolis or excuse me, Minnesota had some also irregularities. What a coincidence a lot of those places were the swing states. They're not suing in California. Why are they not suing in California? I don't know. They probably should, but that's not where the fraud most likely happened that affected the race. It was in targeted areas, not widespread. Target. The Trump campaign has multiple lawsuits going on in key states. Keep the faith. If you don't think they have an A-plus legal team on this, well, I have uh, some ballots I'd like to sell you in Nevada. Just kidding. I would never commit election fraud. Whatever. I'd lose all my jobs. It'd be terrible. Anyhow, another thing we want to talk about is incentives. This is my second point. One of the things that kind of bothered me is that we have these big Republican donors, right? And they're giving all this money. Where were the big ones saying, hey, I'll give you a million bucks to come out and say there's election fraud. Someone in Texas came out and said that today. I think it's their Lieutenant General. About time. I was wondering about like Sheldon Anderson and this he's a big Las Vegas donor, casino owner. Where was he? And I saw Project Veritas was offering 25,000. You got to bring in the big bucks for this. Now, and someone on the left, Chris Hayes, is pointing this out. I think it's hilarious to say someone on the left, Chris Hayes, even though he works as a journalist for MSNBC, but they don't even try to hide it anymore. Chris Hayes said that economic incentives drive things. And I'm paraphrasing here. Maybe that'll have people come out of the woodwork and claim fraud. The Trump team's going to vet these people. They're not just going to give someone a million bucks. That is what was needed. You need a big incentive for people to come through. Because think about it. Let's say you committed election fraud. We don't know if it happened. It looks a little suspicious, but let's say you commit election fraud. You probably got paid and you probably did it for your team. Right now, your team is winning. Why would you ever want to come forward? Unless someone offered you a big chunk of money. Then you might go, you know, I really wanted Biden to win, but a million dollars for a million bucks? I could complain about Trump for another four years. Yeah, I could definitely complain about Trump for another four years economic incentives work both ways. It'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. But finally, someone came through and offered a big chunk of money. And I think you might see that a little bit more as time goes on, because if election fraud happened and there's huge statistical indicators that it might have, you'll probably see a little bit more of that. And then that could be something that blows the case wide open. But you've got to get people something over that hump, because if their team won and they, they got some money potentially for it, it's got to be a huge chunk of money. But everyone's got a price third point i'm going to go to my handy dandy notebook here oh let's talk about uh the three ways trump can win so first off trump can win by a revote it is possible that the supreme court can order certain places to have revotes i don't know if this has happened before in history but there have been revotes. Ironically, there was an accusation of Republican voter fraud in North Carolina in 2018 in a congressional race, and they had a revote. I would say on a scale of, we'll say civil uh, civil unrest scale, a zero being puppies playing in a field, a ten being a target during the George Floyd riots. A revote would probably end up somewhere in the three to four range, because then it would say, hey. We had the revote. Trump won. Let's all have this unity that you've all been talking about so openly. Oh, wait, now you don't want unity? Oh, never mind. Okay. Odds of that happening? Kind of low. Biggest issue is we couldn't even get an election together in the last two years since the midterms. How are we going to do that now over the next four? Four weeks. It doesn't, it doesn't seem possible. You also have issues with, are you going to allow mail-in ballots? Are you going to have absentee? Are you going to have it all in person? A lot of issues there. So I wouldn't think that would happen, but it could happen. And for not having mass civil unrest, if if and when Trump wins, that's the best option. Option number two, Trump could get ballots tossed in places like Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, And because of the ballots that are tossed, he could then take the lead and win the presidency. That would probably be the most likely thing that happens, in my opinion, on a civil unrest scale between puppies playing in a field, probably golden retrievers crawling all over each other, and a target during the George Floyd riots. I would give that about a five. You're definitely going to have some rioting. I would probably stay in a night or two if I was a Republican and For me, maybe about a week or two. Otherwise, okay. Finally, option number three. And this is the option that becomes more apparent each and every day. Every day that Trump continues to fight and that we stand for him because no quarter, no surrender, we get closer to the day when the electors to the electoral college have to meet. If there is fraud proven and... Those electors are chosen by each state. If that state potentially has fraud, those electors could say, you know what? I know Biden's leading, but there's rampant fraud. We couldn't separate the ballots. We couldn't do things. We are going to vote for Trump. Each legislature sends people to the Electoral College. There are more Republican state legislatures than Democratic. That means that if there is fraud and everything is kind of chaotic, I think about it at the end of the, um, like at the end of the 2015 Super Bowl. Everything's kind of crazy, right? Trump is the calm one. He's Belichick. People on the left, the closer it gets to that date and there's no resolution here and things can get hectic, you're gonna see people start to get real crazy, like Pete Carroll trying to throw into the end zone instead of running Marshawn Lynch level crazy. And what will happen is those Republicans could vote. And most likely would vote Trump in. And then he would get in, even though he didn't have technically the electoral votes or the popular vote. Where is that on a scale of goldens frolicking in a field, puppies just being beautiful and sun everywhere compared to a 10, which is a target during the George Floyd riots. I'd put that up on a nine, which means for the average person stock up on canned goods for three to five days. For me, maybe take a leave of absence. We'll see. Those are the three options. Of the three, I think tossing ballots is probably the most likely to happen. And also, in terms of civil unrest, kind of an in-between. Him winning at the Electoral College would be a way to do it. He is a savage. And quite frankly, if if there is fraud, and that's the only way to do it, I think you gotta do that. Whew. Batting down the hatches, because there's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. For all my Batman friends and fans out there. First off, top three stories. I just talked about one earlier with the Trump campaign and the Michigan lawsuit. Again, a lot of lawsuits get filed, whether it be a civil or criminal complaint. You can cure the complaint. You can cure things usually normally pretty quickly. It's just a logistical thing. So when fake news says, oh, Trump filed this thing, can't even sue in Michigan. Yes, he can. They probably already cured it. We got this. Number two, Mike Pompeo. Standing strong. And I'm gonna show you that clip right now. Pompeo, there we go. Share your audio and optimize the screen sharing for video clip. Let's play that, shall we, Mike? This is from Mike Pompeo, press conference earlier today. Is the State Department currently preparing to engage? we gonna turn the volume up a little bit. Rewind, there you go. Mike. Mike. Uh, is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Folks, that's what you call a mic drop. And since I have one somewhere around here. No, I don't know where it is. Anyways mic drop. That's Mike Pompeo. He's standing strong. He's making his case for Pompeo 2024. Afterwards, the Trump campaign held a press conference at the White House. I'm going to show you footage of that, too. Let me go to sharing my screen again. Here we go. And this was just something I just didn't expect them to do. Uh, I thought it was really impressive they did this. Also, while I'm trying to figure out how to do that, Shout out right. to... We're ready. The, the... Okay. well, okay. We're going to have to figure that one out. Hold on one sec. I do like Pompeo. I think he's very good at his job. I think he is... There we go. Okay. So this is the uh, Trump press conference. I believe I am sharing my screen. And uh, I know it looks like a P. Diddy music video from the 90s with uh you know just just kind of humor me here okay so now we're gonna share a screen again wow you know i always make fun of my parents for not have not being able to do like minimal things in tech and then this is what i'm doing literally during my podcast again i know this looks like a p diddy bad Boys for life music video from the late 90s early 2000s but uh According to the news, this is what happened at the White House today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll that clip right now. This is right after Mike Pompeo said they are getting ready for the Trump transition. Wow! Can you believe the diversity? of the Trump team at the White House. Now, I know that Trump actually did a great job bringing in more African-Americans and Latinos. I think he's the Republican candidate candidate to get the most black and Latino votes over the last 50 or 60 years, but having that diversity at the White House, love the throwback too. I know it wasn't throwback Thursday, but having everyone in the baggy jerseys, uh, hanging out, again, no masks. I know people get mad about the Trump campaign for that. Uh, Also, shout out to Pat O'Brien for the creepy over the fence look. I love early 2000s music videos. I mean, Trump campaign speeches at the White House. But all jokes aside, Mike Pompeo seems pretty confident. Trump, very confident, tweeting out, we will win. Hold that confidence, my fellow Republicans. Wanna point something out from Scott Adams. Scott Adams has a great Periscope and YouTube live every morning called Coffee with Scott Adams. I've been listening to it for a very long time. He's fantastic. He points out things called the dog not barking. He says, when you look at a news story every once in a while, take a look at it from farther away and say, what's missing here? What is the dog not barking? He points out that where are people on the left debunking all these statistical abnormalities that people on the right are pointing out where are they shouldn't they be all over CNN shouldn't they be all over the Washington Post look at your news sources now after this and go look at how they're phrasing the quote-unquote non-election fraud they're essentially just saying well it didn't happen they're not saying they're not going after the numbers at all they're essentially just being like well it didn't happen very interesting. If it was so easy to debunk, and if Biden won so easily, why aren't people saying, well, yeah, someone on the right found this really weird statistical abnormality in Michigan, but it's easily fixed by this? Or, yeah, there was a glitch here, but here's how it was fixed like this. And here's the mathematical reason why. You're not hearing that. Keep your eyes open for the dog that is not barking, especially on the statistics side. Finally, I want to get to – so that is, again, lawsuits. We have them going in multiple states. Even if they file right away, the news will go, oh, didn't do it right. They'll get it right. They will get the filings. We have them going in multiple states. Trump's got the A-plus legal team. Don't lose the faith there. Mike Pompeo, super confident. He's a G. White House, throwing crazy press conferences that look like early 2000s music videos. Okay? Keep the confidence. Now, I want to transition to another segment called my hot take of the day. My hot take of the day is that the media is actually going to rescue Trump in the end. Now, I know what you're thinking. Didn't you just say the media isn't debunking any statistics from the right? And don't we already know, courtesy of people like Chris Hayes and Joy Reid and everyone else who was literally high-fiving the other day when Biden was given the election election? election by the ap the press here's my theory on this press needs trump they need a villain they have no one else to go after they don't go after biden look at what happened on the campaign it was like that one simpsons with amber dempsey amber or should i say joe biden do you think trump is good or bad Uh, excuse me mr trump You haven't denounced racism in the last 20 minutes. Are you saying you continue to support white supremacists? Mr. Biden, what flavor ice cream is your favorite? Mr. President, in the time it took us to answer that question or ask that question to um, Vice President Biden, you haven't condemned white supremacy. Care to comment? What are they going to do? They have to have someone like Trump. People are already going away from the media in droves. They are going to... Literally, they're committing slow motion suicide if they don't have Trump. I think eventually they're going to figure this out more soon than later. Heck, even Fox's ratings are cratering. Fox! Part of that's because they called Arizona after 10 seconds, which was ridiculous. Anyhow, I have a clip of Trump and the media getting together. I know it's going to look a little bit like a movie from the mid-2000s. Again, kind of like the earlier White House clip. You gotta look past that kind of thing. So let's roll that right now. On it up. There we go. Okay. okay. So this was actually earlier. This is this is what I actually. Excuse me. This is in the future. What I believe will happen with the press and President Trump. things forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 no. You, you complete me. You're garbage. You're- I love ending it with the "you're garbage" line because can't you see Trump saying that? He, he probably already did say it. You're garbage. What would the press do without President Trump to always be ripping on? Are they literally going to spend four years covering Biden's service dog, which is a fantastic story. It's just not going to cut it. Look for that. Look for the press. And here's another thing. We talked about motivation earlier. There's a huge motivation, whether they want to admit it or not, who's going to be the first one if there is election fraud, which there's indications of it, Who's going to be the first one to break that story? Because if all the press are sitting there like, well, I don't want to cover it. You don't want, oh, it's not a thing. It's not, a, oh yeah, totally not a thing. Oh, it's totally not a thing. One of them's going to go, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to, go to the bathroom. I'll be right back, blah, blah, And they're going to sprint out to their car and they're going to cover that story. And everyone afterwards will be like, I can't believe the Washington Post did that. And then when they go and get in private, they won't be wearing masks, of course, um, because most people in private don't wear masks and everyone knows that's probably what, the main issue is, but no one wants to talk about it because uh, journalism is pretty much dead. Except for a few friends I have that do journalism. They're fantastic, but you know they'll all go to their cocktail parties and say, Washington Post, thank you so much for doing that. We needed it. I want to end on a final note. First off, I want to ask you to subscribe. Keep listening. I appreciate your support. These videos take a little bit of time to put together, especially trying to hope that some of it's funny. Any of your support, whether it be subscriptions, sharing it on social media, keep that message strong. And on that note, what I would recommend in the key swing states, we're looking at Pennsylvania, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona. Look on Twitter and online for who are the representatives involved with this. I would tweet at them, I would write them, and at one point I will write them and I will show you what I did. Keep the pressure on. If there's no fraud, then fine, we'll walk away peacefully and actually do peaceful protest not peaceful protests with flamethrower But I think we're right. And I think, you know, we're right. Keep the pressure on. There's also financial ways to contribute. Not going to say what those are. I'm sure you can Google them. Choose to do it if you want. I know Lindsey Graham was on Laura Ingraham tonight going, LindseyGraham.com. And I think she even made fun of him for it, which was hilarious. Thank you so much for tuning in. Finally, I want to end it with a note. I had a friend tell me that he watched six minutes or listened to six minutes of one of these and said it was garbage. First off, I want to thank him for listening. Any person who wants to get the message, I appreciate. Second off, I want to appreciate them, give him some thanks for the motivation. Anytime someone tells me they didn't like something, I always want to get better. That's why I do things in public. I encourage you to do it. You learn to just have no shame. You always want to get better It's me. Finally, I want to say that, you know, For someone whose fantasy football team routinely puts up about 60 points a week, I don't think he's very good at recognizing talent. That's my shout out to my buddy. Thank you again. And like I said earlier, like we will do every night until we know there was a free and fair election and until a president is actually elected, there will be no quarter and no surrender. I will talk to you later.